2: Welcome, Niche to Haunted City here on the Glass Cannon Network. This is the show where we play Blades in the Dark, the incredible game from John Harper and Evil Hat Studios. And today we have a very special episode for you. I am joined, as always, by my illustrious cast. They are uh, professionals. They are... Uh, Uh, luminaries of their craft i got that word out uh and today we also have a special guest star so please welcome to the internet abu salim ross bryant and our special guest scoundrel sydney emmanuel what's up
3: guys
2: (laughs) yes uh people might be wondering where is josephine uh josephine's fine she's gonna be back soon but today we're doing a very special episode and i'll explain kind of what's involved in that in a second but in the meantime how's life guys what's what's been going on in your life uh ross what have you been up to man
1: oh i just um i just celebrated my one-year wedding anniversary that was pretty great Aww,
2: Congratulations! Oh. everybody milestones, great. milestones milestones any other anniversaries any birthdays in the comedy club, when I worked in the comedy club, they used to make the host go, are there any birthdays here tonight? And then everybody would cheer for someone if they had a birthday. What about you, Sydney? Did you get married or um, have a child
4: uh, recently? Recently. No. Okay. Um, uh, I do have, I guess, a milestone. I've, oh, great. I- I work as a production designer for film and TV, and I've been working freelance almost my whole life, which is like a wonderful, chaotic way to live. And I've been officially working over a year, just over a year for the same TV show, which to me feels like a big accomplishment. And also I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But uh, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, that's so great. That's a career. That's really, what do you mean? What are you
3: doing
2: with your yeah. life? Congratulations, man. Yeah. Thank Can you. we ask what the TV show is?
4: You're going to love it, Jared. <laughs> it's a uh, really, uh, I shouldn't say bad, but it is daytime crime reenactment uh-huh. show. So great. it's
5: This is phenomenal.
4: Yeah. It's like they do the real interviews. We have the interview team and then oh we God, do the yeah. reenactment acting side of it. So I do oh a my lot God, of this is so great. period piece sets. We have a lot of like episodes from the 60s, the 70s, the 90s. So that's the fun part for me. And then it's always like my son was a psychopath and I never knew. And then we have like a child
2: killed a woman news at 11. Yes. yes.
4: And it's like a small child actor who carves into a desk. Like I'm going to kill my family. So I carve into a desk. I'm going to kill my family. And that's my production design.
2: What is the channel that has all of these shows? Like, is it investigation discovery? Yes,
4: it is, Jared. (laughs) Yes, it is.
2: (laughs) I knew it. I love that channel.
4: It's great. Oh, and they man. I think we're on like the 12th season. Like people Yo. love those types of shows. And there's so many different ones. Like there's so many of the same type of show, but a different variation. It's quite popular.
2: Um, this is great. So you know all about crime, which mm. uh, makes you a perfect addition to a cast for uh, Blades in the Dark. Uh, now, of course, the crimes in this uh, game involve... Ex- electroplasm and uh, spirits of the dead and demons but still i feel like you know you can bring some of that investigation discovery energy into the game today
4: yeah but keep it we're not hbo so like keep it pg guys okay no sexy stuff and no gore okay
2: great oh is that true of your show
4: yeah we have to cut around a lot we're not allowed to show a lot of stuff but not on this channel i'm gonna get really gory and also disgusting
2: right and everybody <laughs> uh, full cast feel free to, to engage in a little nudity um, oh, nothing nothing hard but like if you want to just you know give a little shoulder or uh, maybe some butt crack <laughs> tasteful yeah. Let, yeah tasteful
4: it's like the nudity where like you bend your arm and it's you get really close and it's like is it a butt
2: or is that you know what armpit fetishists. Feast your eyes I yeah, no. yeah, no. there's a lot of armpit freaks in the nation if you're yeah, listening to this internet, audio my pit is fully exposed right now. <laughs> I am a
5: father, stop this.
2: This is not where I thought this was going. <laughs> Abu uh has decided to stop the recording. Uh that's fair. <laughs> I probably have some uh qu- questions to answer from HR right now. <laughs> uh luckily that's just Joe O'Brien. Uh, so uh I think I'll be okay. Uh So Sid, congratulations on your one year working for. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, Thank for you. that show, that's Very awesome. Good. And then Abu, of course, right before we started, you had to clean baby vomit. You had to get a different <laughs> shirt because your Abbey, other yeah, shirt. Why
5: yeah, are you Sorry. telling
4: people he changed his hey, look, shirt I, so he I, wouldn't I'm, have to?
5: De- that look, I'm now shirtless with a hoodie on because all my tops are covered in baby shit. So it's you know. <laughs> This is, this is, this is, I'm, I'm getting ready for the next, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you
4: showed a little is, chest. Wow. Yeah, I mean, cool. like it's,
5: we're ready. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I think master for me, uh, I mean, my baby's still alive. Yes. Yeah. That feels like a master every single day. I'm like looking at her, like, still breathing? Okay, cool. So, uh,
0: <laughs> it's just like,
5: yeah, we, she had a BCG today, which is like the, I think it's like the, the polio vaccine. Uh, thing i don't know but what was so hilarious is that um she had it and she cried a bit but my wife ended up crying more and it's like <laughs> so i'm there with like the nappy bag and and the little muslin and i'm like baby it's okay she's she's fine now she's fine but, she's like, but she was so in pain i was like no but she's she's okay we'll just 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 put her on the nipple and she'll be fine she's like, no, but it was, and like, we had to go to a separate room for my wife to calm down
2: and it was great oh <laughs> um, that's so touching i know right that's um, lovely. Uh, this is my life now. I wish my wife was a little bit more like that. My wife is like at four days old. She was just like, let's roll the baby in the dirt. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's throw the baby down a hill and see what happens to it. And I was the one that was like crying when the baby got a shot. Um. You know what's funny?
5: There was, um, I was, there was a moment. I think it was like week two or three. I don't know. Um, and I was, I was talking to a friend of mine about raising children. And just like, you know, I was like, yeah, this, you just don't know. He's just really worrying and struggling. And, this. and then he literally turned around and said, well, just remember this. Stupid people do it all the time. And it's I'm like, true. Mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> That's like so yeah. deep. It's like stupid idiots raise children all the time.
1: Yeah. So the, chances, cool. the chances of Sydney having to carve a desk up about your kid are slim to none.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds you like imagine? your kid's
2: great. No worries. <laughs> oh, man. Especially because you have a little girl, you know yeah. I mean uh when we had a little girl, I was like, okay, cool, well, at least this child won't like shoot up a church, you know uh because you know not all men do that, but only men do that, so uh but then yeah. we had a boy, so all bets are off uh, this oh, is probably, that was probably that joke was probably way too dark for the niche and, uh, <laughs> but it's recorded it's- now. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, are you ready to get into some Blades in the Dark? I'll I'll explain how the episode is different and why we have our special guest star after we get in. Are you guys ready?
0: Oh, yes. We're ready.
5: All
2: right, then. Let me just say a thousand years ago, this was a Mm. land of beauty and magic. Then came the cataclysm that blotted out the sun and ripped open the gates to the land of the dead. The city of Duskfall is a metropolis of tenements and factories surrounded by crackling lightning towers. Outside the city is a wasteland of vengeful spirits. Inside the city is a teeming hive of despicable scum and villainy filled with denizens like the lipless Chuck. (laughs) <laughs> the sun is gone. The only thing that shines in Duskfall are the blades in the dark. And uh, yes, thank you. Uh, that is my overwritten intro with a little change. Because today, if you are a regular listener or viewer of the show, you know that Abu Salim's extra character, his secondary character that we haven't seen in a while, was a character named Chuck. Chuck is a hound with a uh, literal dog named Muck. That uh, helps him in his uh, his exploits. Chuck went with the crew on one score, then betrayed the entire regular crew to get his hands on the coin and made off with it. And then, when we gave Chuck a downtime action, he decided to start building his own crew using a long term uh, activity. And so, we will now return in this episode a special Chuck adventure. Hmm. (laughs) Chuck's crew is the title of today's adventure. And we will start by finishing that downtime activity. I have a clock here called Chuck's crew that has been waiting to fill in its final section. Abu, what action is Chuck using in this today's adventure? What action is he using to recruit people to his own crew?
5: I think today (laughs) his action. I think the way that he recruits is quite slimy and quite horrible. The uh, the turning uh, against the 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 original OG crew is something that Chuck has done many a time, and so every kind of crew that he kind of jumps on, he turns on them and he takes a few gold here and there. And those who uh, wish to jump ship with him do. And so this is how he recruits his crew of people through simply betrayal, upset, anger, theft, just a lot of blaze in the dark darkness, really. Yeah. So that I I think, I, I think that's how he does it. He, he, he's able to like, you know, whisper sweet nothings into people's ears and, and see, you know, and you know, it, I would say not necessarily sway. It's more, he's more of a man of, of action. So, You know, his, he shows power by, you know, betraying in a way, in a sense, and capturing people who, who are supposed to be leaders in their weakest, most vulnerable positions. And that's how, you know, he sways people to join him.
2: Uh, great. Uh, what, uh, so are you gonna go with sway or, uh, some of that sounded like command maybe? I think, I think I'm gonna, let me, let me see. I
5: think it's, it's, it's more of, yeah I, no, I I don't know I think yeah I think maybe it's maybe it's a bit of I mean I'm looking at my sheet right now, and I don't think I don't know maybe it's like I tell you what actually it's more of a kind of looking to see who's the who's the weakest link, who he can actually you know understand and and kind of turn them into a Judas, and that's how he kind of gets them, so he finds the judases in the in the groups and he turns them into 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 his own little Judas clan that's what he does. So uh, great! I want to use survey. Yeah, he that understands the person and then goes with it that way.
2: Uh, very good. And the reason we knew we could do this episode is because there's only one section left in the clock. So no matter what you roll, you <clears throat> will have filled in that section and completed your crew. But let's just do it because I just feel yeah. like you know we have to we have to stay on ceremony here. We have we to make sure we dot all of our eyes and follow the rules. Yeah. So please, Chuck. Roll your survey. I will.
5: And we've got... a
2: four. A four. Uh, Congratulations. That fills up the pie. It fills up the clock. Uh, And, uh... You, uh... You now, uh... Can, uh can recruit your entire crew. I'm filling it up. It's completely filled. We have this, uh, this story, this campaign has one, two, three filled long-term activity clocks. I don't know why I feel a sense of accomplishment about that. Uh, but excellent. So, um, we are now going to build the characters that belong to Chuck's crew. Where do you think Chuck got someone to betray or, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, go go AWOL from another crew or another organization. What kind of gang do you think or, or organization do you think he targeted first?
5: So there was this job, right? This uh, this job that took place in a little warehouse. It was supposed to be a simple, you know, run in and take all the you know, take take the stuff inside the warehouse. But what Chuck decided to do was he led people into the warehouse after surveying and seeing and finding out where the weak spot of the warehouse was, and he told a few certain people, essentially, that things might not go awry. And so when the rest of that crew decided to walk into the into the warehouse, he kept a few of his friendly friends next to him, and he blew up the warehouse, including the gang wow. and the people that he didn't trust. And essentially, that's how
2: it all began. Uh, very good. Okay, so let's see who betrayed their entire crew and allowed themselves to get close to a enormous explosion. Uh, let's start <laughs> with Ross Bryant. Ross, who do you think this guy was who stood outside the, a warehouse and watched his entire crew burn? <clears throat> or it might not be a guy. Forgive me for making that a gendered assumption.
1: Huh. Um, all right. This sounds like a you know a kind of a heat or thief esque smash and grab. Um, but uh, Chuck found found a turncoat in the mix. I like that you mentioned explosion because that uh, that tells me maybe a little bit about who this person is, and it might might help make the first choice. Um, because mm. if explosions are part of it, then maybe this guy is a leech. And maybe yeah. this, uh, this particular, um, uh, person who got swayed is the one you convinced to actually rig this place with yes. explosives. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so we're talking about a guy who's, um, who knows his way around machinery, knows his way around demolitions and explosions, um, maybe recruited in jail, um, has, has a, a background working in uh, mechanics, maybe on on Leviathan ships and construction, but um, uh, he says uh, maybe he's a little guy and the sort of guy that um, the crew made up of more um, action oriented heavies would uh, push around and haze and uh, and um, belittle. Well, they ain't laughing
2: now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, I love him already Let's start with his heritage Do you think that this is an Akarose, uh person? Uh, someone from the Dagger Isles Aruvia, Severos, Scovelin, or Tykeros?
1: No, um, give me the rundown on Scovelin
2: Scovelin, they were, in, they were the last uh, land To get uh, forcibly uh, annexed by the Empire Uh, in a 36-year war called the Unity War. They are a marginalized people. They are treated very poorly in their colonized nation uh, across the water, and uh, many of them have come here as immigrants to find uh, a way to make a living. Um, And they are treated poorly here, and uh, many of them have jobs, uh, very menial jobs in factories and things like that. Uh, and they all have, you know, uh, especially among the underworld, a reason to kind of rebel against the established, established order.
1: Sounds like maybe a reason why even, even within a crew like this, they might be an outsider within their own, within their own little clique. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's say this guy um, immigrated and, uh, and got um got jobs doing day labor and construction but has a knack for um spatial awareness a knack for mechanics and um he's not the kind of guy who went to school but he learns on the job and uh learns through apprenticeships and trade craft. and um but uh he keeps hitting a ceiling he keeps seeing people um dumber than him promoted ahead of him just because of where he comes from and so uh because he's plateauing in a legitimate trade when he gets an offer to uh make uh money um uh, an easier way he joins up with a uh crew on the other side of the law and um that's where i joined the initial crew that um i bid farewell to recently
2: yes i love it um I uh, I I I see the story I've written in that he uh, has a Scoveland heritage, he's an immigrant and that his background is in labor, construction and trade craft. Uh and what is his vice? Ooh. Oh. That's a fun, that is fun. Um faith, gambling, luxury, obligation, pleasure, stupor or weird. Um this this guy uh um
1: Hmm. Yeah, this guy likes uh, likes gambling. Um,
2: Great. Anything you want to tell me about his gambling problem? Would you like to know? Maybe just his vice purveyor.
1: Um, I think he likes to gamble. Uh, not with cards, not with dice, not the not the wheel. That's for suckers. You know. Um, you got it because everything is about knowing how the machine works. And um, so I like to watch fights. I like to know uh, all about the. Uh, I like to know all about the competitors. I like to know their weaknesses. I like to know everything about them because once you know everything about them, hey, then you're just forecasting the outcome, and then it ain't so much gambling, so much as a foregone conclusion.
2: Well, uh, there is a gambling uh, vice purveyor uh, of the fighting pits in Dunslow. So Great. I think that's where you take in the fights. Uh, where you uh, perhaps survey the fighters ahead of time to make uh, good bets. And so um, anything you want to tell us about his look? I know you said he's small. Yeah. um, Small in stature.
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like, small. uh, Yeah, like, so imagine a guy built, like, a fire hydrant. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Small, squat and it's really like close cropped like i like white blonde hair like perma um perma blonde like stubble and i think it wears like almost like a little like uh, beret. <laughs> a beret you know like not not like not like um poet beret but like french resistance beret you know mm. and um, i love it and it's uh, like big ass coat lots of lots of uh, lots of pouches the clothes are just it's made of pouches there's like Uh, gears and tools and shit all over the place.
2: Perfect. Um, Let's give him some action dots. He gets four more. So the leech starts with two in tinker and one in wreck. Great. What other action dots will you take? Um, You can use your heritage and your background as inspiration if you'd like. Great. Um, The rules say um, you have to. They say one dot from your heritage, one dot from your background. But we can be a little looser with that. Just put those dots wherever you think they belong. And remember, you can't have anything higher than three to begin.
1: Okay, great. So I'll say working background. We said this guy worked in design, construction, mechanics. That requires some study. So he is, um, he's an autodidact in this stuff, in apprenticeship. So he, he, can, he can learn things. He can pick up on things. So i throw in and study and because like because he's an outsider because he's um he's irascible he's going to
2: have some uh, skirmish also right that makes sense uh great uh and then two more wherever you'd like for them to go um
1: great i think um i'll throw i'll throw a little something in uh in command because uh, i think even though he is like he's got this kind of like gruff outsider thing he can like snap at you in a way where like the authority of his of his knowledge comes through, um, and I'll I'll do finesse also because you gotta it's even even with a job where wrecking is required you know this is this is like sometimes it's an art not a science you got to get delicate um, uh, excellent and, and in one of these pouches there's like jeweler's loops and goggles and crap and like <laughs> lenses swinging into place to like pick a lock or. Make a bomb.
2: Great. Um, this guy is uh, a Swiss Army knife. He's got uh, dots in every attribute: insight, prowess, and resolve. But he's a bit of a jack of all trades because he only has one two dot ability: tinker. So uh, we will see uh, how That's how that right. all goes for him. I could uh, why, throw
1: things into other.
2: I'm, I'm now I'm now now you
1: saying that maybe maybe instantly like <laughs> I think it. it's a
2: good build. I, I I have no problem with this build. But if you'd like to move something, please be my guest.
1: Um, because we just said he was able to, to. Um. Uh. Um. Yeah, I think this guy is low on social grace and high on um on the uh on the tools of his trade. So I'm going to take that point out of command and throw that also into Tinker.
2: Tinker as well? Oh, a three Tinker. Okay, he's very good at at what he does. That's as high as he can start as a beginning character. Great. Um, Great. And now uh, the special ability. And uh, these are uh, complex, um, but I will just kind of uh, very briefly recap them. Alchemist, when you invent or craft a creation, take plus one result. Analyst during downtime you get two ticks to distribute among any long term project clock. That's that's amazing, you get quickly fill up long term projects. Artificer when you invent or craft a creation with sparkcraft features, take plus one result. Fortitude, use your special armor to resist the consequence of fatigue, weakness or weakness or chemical effects. Mm. Ghost Ward, you know how to wreck an area with arcane substances and methods. So it's anathema to, uh, or enticing to spirits. That's interesting. Physiker makes you a doctor. I believe uh, our friend Juliette Bellrose in the main remnant campaign uh, has taken that. Saboteur, when you wreck the work, is much quieter. Venomous, choose a drug or poison to which you have become immune. <laughs> or veteran, choose a special ability from another source. I'm going to ask you not to pick veteran right now. You have to pick a yeah. leech ability.
1: No problem. Um, I'm going saboteur.
2: Saboteur, Ooh. great. When you wreck, the work is much quieter than it should be, and the damage is hidden from casual inspection. Very good. So the only thing left for our friend is to uh, choose uh, the clever fr- friends and vicious rivals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and let you do that, and maybe it'll come out during the game, okay? Great. But uh, would you give us this character's name?
1: Yeah. Um... Scovelin is kind of like
2: Scandinavian, right? Um, Uh we've seen it uh, interpreted in a bunch of different oh, ways. Yeah, it can be anything. It can be anything. Um, yeah, it, but I don't believe we've had a lot of Scovelin characters in our Haunted City campaign so far. So right now, you can kind of establish it if you want it to be Norwegian. Okay. Yeah. Um, Norwegian-ish.
1: Right. 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 <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Um. This guy's name is Knut. <laughs> <laughs> K N U T. Yes.
2: Uh, yeah, and that's all we need. Does he have an alias? No. No, no alias. <laughs> okay, great. That's Knut.
4: I think I uh, have a Knut uh, cabinets in my kitchen <laughs> that yeah. I got at IKEA.
1: Oh, good thing for you, uh, Knut has an Allen wrench. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and one of my favorite authors is uh, the uh, Norwegian author Knut uh, Hamsun. Knut Thompson? Are you lying, ro- or is that a real thing? No, that's real. I have to look it up to make sure I have the name right. It's, <laughs> it's. I, I always pronounce it Newt Thompson, and he wrote a book I liked called Growth of the Soil, and I'm right. Ah! Knut Homsen. Uh, all right, check it out, uh, Glass Cannon Naish, when you're done watching role-playing games online. Why don't you read a fucking book? Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, Abubakar, would you please now... Uh, tell us where Chuck's next recruit came from. We know that Canute uh, bombed his entire old crew because mm. they didn't give him the respect he deserved. Where did he find his next recruit? Uh, what was the situation?
5: So this is a funny one. I think this this scenario or space was probably during uh, Chuck's enjoyment of luxury. Um, he was probably at a at a very like famous, infamous ball dancing and all masked and all this sort of stuff. They and let then, Chuck
2: in. Oh he yeah, he was a, he was a master master, raid It was a masquerade ball. ball. Yeah, it was a right. masked
5: ball. So you know they didn't necessarily know you know uh, technically where I was from or who I was.
2: I, I I love think that, also Chuck, it was, I love know, that Chuck is like I like luxury, so I like to go to fancy dances. <laughs>
0: Absolutely,
5: that's what yeah. he does. Of course, and Excellent. like he's got. And I think the mask was, you know, the, the, what's what's great about this mask is that it was—it's one of those masks where it kind of—it's half, but it just covers the mouth here. So, but because of, of course, he's missing a bottom lip, it looks like it's part of the mask. So oh, people wow. were like, "Oh, you've got a lovely mask." He's like, "Oh, thank you." So he kind of really enjoys it that way. And I think he found this next <laughs> recruit dancing as they kind of danced and move around the 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 ball, and he essentially. uh it was, it was almost like a battle of wit, a bit of tit-for-tat. <laughs> and essentially what ended up happening was Chuck decided, this is a great place to recruit, so I'm going to start robbing the place and start stealing the place. And this accomplice ended up helping. And we ended up taking all sorts of different masks and different, you know, uh, sort of goblets and and did all sorts of types of food. And we kind of reveled in this luxurious mayhem and chaos that ensued. As I let my hound muck go a go a crazy as well as we as we went along. So it was a pure, it was luxurious chaos. Is where I met this next the, the next sort of crew member.
2: I imagine like one of those music videos where there's a bunch of hoity-toity people having a fancy party, but then the rappers come in and they make everybody raise the roof. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly it. Hey, you turn music your mind. music. Up. Up. Yeah. Um, Right, and then there's a like a, you know, by the end of the video, there's a dog eating off the table and everything's Pretty gone much. nuts. Mm-hmm.
4: It's Who Let the Dogs Out. You're just explaining the music video for Who Let the Dogs Out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, which is, is major in? inspiration yeah. for Haunted City is the uh, Who Let the Dogs Out music video.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm doing air horn every time we say Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: as well you should, as well you should. Sydney, uh, that is your prompt. That is where yes. your character came from what uh what is your character what playbook do you think uh, that prompts you to use
4: I was between uh I was looking at leech I was looking at lurk and I was looking at slide and I think this fits right into slide a subtle manipulator and spy because why else would a, a crook be at this ball if her idea wasn't also to case the joint so yes.
2: wow uh oh, yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, What can you tell me about... And it's a uh, she-her, right? Yeah, she-her. Okay, and uh, what is uh, her heritage?
4: Uh, I think she's from Akeros. I think she knows the upper echelon in a way uh, because she grew up there and she's familiar with... Maybe not part of the wealthy class, but like is familiar with the wealthy parts of town. And that is why she knew about this ball and maybe weaseled her way in or got an invitation somehow.
2: That's great. So she's familiar with them, but you say not a part of them. Uh, How did she become familiar with them? Like, what was her connection? So
4: I think that her name is Mathilda. Mathilda. No. uh, Mathilda. Mathilda. Uh, and I think (laughs) she is... (laughs) Four foot
2: seven. Whoa, she's also short.
4: She's <laughs> really short. And I think she... Is it weird that
2: I'm already shipping Canute and <laughs> Mathilda based totally on height? Mm-hmm.
4: It's fine, we get it all the time. Um, I think she originally posed as missing children and would infiltrate wealthy families and like enter their homes and like live among them for weeks at a time and then would just rob them just outright rob that and like leave or kill them
3: oh
5: my god
4: and she was living that way for a very long time accruing like wealth and sort of status because on the side she portrayed herself as just you know like a normal woman and like whatever what have you um, so
3: perhaps
4: I'm between making her background like a noble like a fallen noble like she came from a noble family or just straight underworld and she has been a street urchin herself and like grew up an orphan and basically took on that role to a higher level and was like
6: oh I'm an orphan I'm your missing child
2: I think that sounds totally underworld if I can give my two cents and let me say also it's like that movie orphan did you have you ever seen that movie yeah it's really good yeah it's really good okay I, I love this character all right Uh, what is Mathilda's vice? Hmm.
4: I mean, luxury would make sense. Uh,
2: And you can have the same vice as Chuck, no problem.
4: Yeah, I wonder, but I also wonder if she's a, a little freak, and maybe her vice is pleasure, and maybe she also, like, leans into this Lolita thing, and she's just like, yeah, I'm going to these parties and, like, playing this character for people, but, like, she loves it.
2: Uh, right, so I uh, I I think that's fine. Um, uh, pleasure likes to seduce people. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, I think that could be fun.
2: Uh, I think it could be very fun. Uh, and as I said at the beginning, you know, today's stream is going to have adult content. Um, it's <laughs> oh really going to be uh, just a four foot seven woman who looks kind of like a child seducing people. Uh, Simulate
6: that. <laughs> oh
4: Everything's fine. People who hated on House of the Dragon for all that underage stuff. Welcome to the glass cannon. <laughs> We're doing it too. No, come I guess. on, Mathilda,
2: Mathilda at this point in her career is uh, you know, thirty-eight, but she just looks maybe she's not that old, but she she just looks small and young, is that yes. correct? Yes. Innocent. She, she looks innocent.
4: Yes. If anything, she looks very innocent. She has like, you know, these big eye big pleading eyes and very soft voice. And she's just
2: scared. She's oh. just scared. Oh, God. <laughs> She's terrifying, and I love you're her. Scared. Okay. Creepy. <laughs> um, Mathilda, uh, why don't you tell me where you'd like your dots to go? So, uh, a slide starts with a dot in consort and two dots in sway. Where would you like to put your other four dots? And uh, you could start by, you know, having one uh, deal with your Acheros heritage, the fact that you're familiar with the wealthy elite, uh, and another dot relating to your underworld heritage your 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 crime experience
4: yeah remind me the difference between sway and consort
2: sway is um, getting someone t- to see your point of view persuading through argument whereas consort is partying with people making them uh, comfortable using your charisma to become their friend hmm.
4: I think I'm gonna put one dot into sway. I don't think she actually wants to be anyone's friend, and she doesn't love the schmoozy aspect of things. and I think she just wants people to agree with her,
2: okay? Uh, right.
4: And I think that would be her heritage coming from Akros. I think she has a lot of sway with, you know, certain groups. And for her underworld dot, I'm gonna put it and now remind me the difference between finesse and prowl.
2: Yes, so Prowl generally has to do with movement, uh, moving stealthily, or uh, getting in and out of places, whereas uh, you said finesse? Yeah. Uh, Finesse has more to do with manual dexterity, picking locks, for example, or disarming bombs.
4: I think she's going to put one in Prowl. I think, you know, she's a spy, she's a manipulator, she's got to get in, get out.
2: Right. Right. Okay, great. Yeah, she she gets the jewels and gets out of the house before they find out that their new award has gone missing again. Uh, And uh, two more dots, wherever you would like them to go.
3: Um,
4: I think maybe one in... Would, Would Hunt make sense from the perspective of, like, targeting people? Like... Seeking people out who she thinks is a good target, or would that be yeah. study?
2: You know, I, I would say that in, in in Blades in the Dark, as long as you can justify it, you can almost use either. You can use any action for any situation. I would say the way you've described her as this sort of uh, you know, black widow orphan. Uh, it sounds like Hunt is better because Hunt also has to deal often with ranged combat, uh, mm. you know, uh, but it can also be used to track people and literally to hunt them, which it sounds like she does.
4: Yeah, let's do Hunt. One in Hunt. Yeah. And then, honestly, I might put the last one in Consort and keep both my Sway and Consort up high because I think she that's her her best traits is dealing with people.
2: I think that makes a lot of sense. So let's put that dot in Consort. Um, people just think she's the most lovely child, and she she can get her way with them. She can talk them into things that they wouldn't normally do. Um, she's a real scary little monster. <laughs> Special abilities, and I just want to mention the first one is pretty good for a slide. Uh, Rook's Gambit: Take two stress to roll your best action rating. While performing a different action. So, if you got into a situation where you needed to wreck something or skirmish with somebody, you could talk, you could pay too stress and use sway instead. Um, Here are the other ones Cloak and Dagger. When you use a disguise or other form of covert misdirection, you get plus one die. Ghost Voice. You know secret methods to interact with a ghost or demon as if it was a normal human, regardless of how wild or feral it appears. Uh, The next one's called like looking into a mirror. You can always tell when someone is lying to you a little something on the side. At the end of each downtime phase, you earn plus two stash mesmerism. When you sway someone, you may cause them to forget that it's happened until the next time they interact with you. That's interesting for your character. (laughs) Subterfuge. When you expend your special armor, you can resist a consequence from suspicion or persuasion. Special armor is something everybody has. Basically, you can check off your special armor, and if someone's suspicious of you, they no longer are. Trust in me. Get plus one die versus a target with whom you have an intimate relationship. That sounds like Mathilda as well. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's
3: tough.
4: I I love the, you can just tell when people are lying to you, and I love the cloak and dagger, how you can disguise yourself and get that boon and then you as soon as you take off the disguise it, you also get initiative in the situation so you can like basically get a surprise round or like a jump on somebody yeah but I honestly think you're right the Rook's Gambit the very first one to take to stress and be able to roll my best action rating like I feel like that might actually be the way to go because who knows what kind of trouble we're going to get into I may be very unhelpful with my character build in a situation so
2: uh, okay so you're going to take Rook's Gambit
4: yeah, I'm going to take Rook's Gambit.
2: Yeah, the book says, you know, the first special ability in the list is usually a pretty safe bet. So I think that that's a good choice. Um, and uh, now, while we are just kind of getting... Oh, does Mathilda have a last name or an alias?
4: Um, her, I think she uses her last name as her alias, since nobody really knows who she actually is anyway. And yeah. that would be Web with two Bs.
2: Web. Very wow. good. Uh, Mathilda Web. All right. Uh, excellent. Uh, when you get a chance, fill in who her sly friends and vicious rivals are. Uh, you know, they uh, click the arrow up for a friend, down for a rival. Uh, and now we are going to we're going to enter into our game. We're going to enter into uh, our our situation here. So, Chuck, you recruited Mathilda and and uh, our friend Knute. And uh, you guys have a hideout somewhere. Um, yeah. Oh, and we haven't we haven't covered a really huge thing, which is where is uh, well. First, let's do where is the hideout, and then we have to pick what kind of crew is this. Oh man. So uh, don't worry, we'll do that quickly. But where do you think the hideout is? Uh, you know the remnant was in Six towers, a kind of a formerly wealthy neighborhood on hard times with a lot of abandoned old mansions and townhouses. But I think Chuck's crew is somewhere else, so um mm. you could be down by the docks, you could be in Crow'sfoot, which is a neighborhood of a lot of tenements, you could be in Char Hollow, which is filled with factories and belching coal smoke into the atmosphere. quite,
5: quite like that. I think that's where yeah. we are,
2: yep, Char Hollow. Yep. Char Hollow. Char Hollow it is. And now we must decide what type of crew we are playing. Are they a cult? Are they assassins? Are they hawkers, meaning they sell some sort of product? Are they Mm. smugglers? Those are the ones that are. Bravos are good. Bravos are like mercenaries that beat people up Mm. uh, and fight for a living. I don't think that they're a cult. No. No. Um,
5: I don't know, man. I, I think...
1: I don't know. What, do, what, what are people thinking? What are people I mean, feeling? Yeah. I'm seeing... Um, I mean, it seems like, like Shadows is seems interesting for this crew. I mean, as... as Violent and ruthless as all of them are, assassins doesn't sound like it's off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, Nor does Bravos. I feel like those three. Maybe,
5: maybe let's go for. You know what? Let's let's try Bravos. I think that
2: sounds good. Let's do I it. Think that's a cool yeah. idea. Let's go for Never, Bravos. All yeah. right. Uh, Bravos, it is. So, um, let's look at the sheet for Bravos just so I can tell you more about them. Bravos. Uh, are mercenaries, thugs, and killers. That does sound like this crew. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just going to call them Chuck's crew. Maybe a name will present itself during the game that is better. Uh, But for now, let's just call them Chuck's crew. We know that their hideout is in Char Hollow. I'm not going to write more than that for right now because we want to get into the game here. Uh, But uh, what we do need to do is choose a special ability. So... um, are they dangerous? Each PC may add plus one action rating to hunt, skirmish, or wreck. Ooh. Oh, that's incredible. You get more that's dots. Are they blood brothers? When you fight alongside cohorts, which is your gang, you can actually add more gang members to your uh, to your crew. When you fight alongside your cohor- cohorts, you get plus one die for teamwork roles. Um, door kickers. When you execute an assault plan, take plus one die to the engagement role. Whenever you choose assault... You get plus one die to your engagement. Fiends. Fear is good is as good as respect. You may count each wanted level as if it was turf. That's oh kind my of incredible. God.
3: Uh,
2: forged in fire. Each PC has been uh, toughened by cruel experience. You get plus one die to resistance rolls. That's oh, kind I of like amazing. That. That's good too. Nice. Yeah. Patron, when you advance tier, it costs half the coin. War dogs, when you're at war. Uh, negative three faction status. Your crew does not suffer negative one hold and PCs still get two downtime activities instead of just one. We haven't had a war in our uh, Blades campaign yet, but uh, I I guess I'm going to have to get on that and make a war happen at some point. Uh, You guys really liked the sound of uh, forged in cool fire. experience, Yeah,
5: I mean, there's something interesting there. It's like we've mm-hmm. all been hurt in some yeah. way, shape, or form. you are all
2: traumatized, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
1: and speaking of that, I like the, the word "web." Really spoke to me. And, and considering uh, Knut's background, I think it's the kind of thing we're in shadow. It's just this little like fire plug. And if he steps into into firelight, it's just a spider web of scars across the face. Like
3: it's oh. just. just
1: Like on this really pale face, just a network of red scars from Uh, various industrial accidents and explosions. We forged in fire, baby. Mm -hmm.
5: Forged Forged
2: in fire. Forged in fire. Plus one die to your resistance rolls. Finally, two crew upgrades. Two things get filled in under the crew upgrades. Like, uh, you know, for example, uh, you could be hardened, uh, which is plus one trauma box. You could have Bravo rigging, two free load of weapons and armor. Mm. You could take Iron Hook contacts. Yeah, someone said that they were formally in prison or they dealt with people in prison. I, I, that means yeah. you're plus one tier when you go to prison. True. Or you could take a cohort of elite rovers or elite thugs rovers are kind of helpful with transporting things or traveling and thugs a little bit self-explanatory they're helpful when they beat people up for you as a level zero crew i believe you'd have like three extra guys floating around if you chose one of these cohort options elite rovers or elite thugs you can also put your upgrades into your layer or the quality of your documents gear implements, supplies or even into uh the ability to train Uh, A certain attribute, like Insight or Resolve, you can already train and get extra in Prowess. Uh, A new cohort, it says... Oh, so you can't take Elite Rovers or Elite Thugs yet. It says a new cohort costs two upgrades. So if you want extra gang members, you'd have to spend both of these upgrade points on a cohort right now.
5: Maybe we want... um we definitely want something because you, we're quite tinkerers, right? Right? Mm-hmm. You got you got a you got a you got a yeah. bomb maker in our yeah, for right. so Maybe something in the workshop.
2: Okay, like that, that makes sense. You could take a workshop uh, in your layer, which would help. And then maybe, maybe, and like,
5: kind of screwed up last time where we didn't take quarters, did we? Um, or do we? Or do we want to go for like? To free, I don't know what would be what would be kind of slidey? What would help us slide? Mm. That's a great
2: question. Um, I think that something that would help you slide, perhaps. Uh, that's a great question. Would it be um, hidden? Well, being hidden means your layer is carefully hidden, and it's hard for people to find it. And uh, you could take that right now, no problem. Yeah. Uh, you could also. A slide can always use minions. You might just take that new mm. cohort, but that, oh. means, that means you couldn't use a workshop. You'd have to get rid of the workshop. Mm. The, new, the cohort costs two. two. Uh, what does
1: the workshop get us? Does that improve the quality of stuff made or in bonus, give you bonuses on the rolls or the effect great, of the rolls?
2: That's a great question. Just mechanically? Um, so, uh, right here, your lair has a workshop appointed with tools for tinkering and alchemy as well as a small library of books, documents, and maps. You may accomplish long-term projects with these assets without leaving your lair.
1: Okay. Um,
2: so, oh. maybe,
1: given, given what we're... Um, yeah, maybe... Uh, given what we're doing, maybe we could lose the workshop and, and go for the... Extra cool. cohort. Yeah, the cohort.
2: Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay, great. Uh, I am going to uh, go ahead and uh, uh, click off that we took the cohort. Uh, and so remember that you have three three people roaming around. We don't have to find out who they are yet. You can kind of uh, uh, imagine that, imagine that as we go. And now, now, everybody... We are finally ready. Well, they need to choose a reputation, but let's go ahead and see what their reputation is as they play. Now we are finally ready to uh, to begin our um, to begin our, our our score. So, Chuck, you've brought uh, you've brought these people together. You're looking for a way to make a profit. You're looking for a way to make money. You have a friend and a rival. Um, <laughs> your rival is a bounty hunter named Casta. And your Mm. friend is a spy named Valeris. Mm. These are contacts that you can use to find work for your crew. Uh, Who do you look into right now? Valeris the spy or cast of the bounty hunter? I'm going to go to Valeris. Valeris. Very good. Okay. So you go to Valeris. And uh, Valeris uh, uh, actually, uh, actually, I think Valeris comes to you. One night, okay. Chuck, and where do you meet your your contacts?
5: Maybe, perhaps under, maybe by the on a bridge, a bridge, a misty misty bridge. Connecting, oh, very good, connecting. Yeah, I don't know, because uh, we're in Coleridge right?
2: You're in Char Hollow, Char I think you Char said.
5: Hollow, yeah, Char Hollow. Maybe connecting Char Hollow to. Uh, I'm looking at the map here. To Charter Charter Hall is that Charter Hall.
2: Yeah, I think that there's a bridge there. Yeah. Let me let me check. Yeah. So. Uh, the bridge between Char Hollow and Charter Hall Um, yes okay Um, so uh, billowing clouds of completely opaque uh, black smoke just surround this bridge and the water beneath the bridge I mean it barely moves it's like a a sludge uh, because of Mm. all the chemical effluents that drain out of the factories of Char Hollow uh, and you meet uh, Valeris, and Valeris actually, Valeris looks like a thug, even though Valeris is a spy. Valeris is big. Valeris has enormous arms, like mm. huge biceps, and and Valeris has kind of like a a, a, a scarred and and sort of a, what it was a pugnacious face. You know, it looks like he's taken a couple fists. To the nose uh, and and broken his nose a couple times. But when Valeris is uh, not undercover, Valeris uh, behaves more like himself. And Valeris is quiet. Valeris is thoughtful. And Valeris is precise. And also when Valeris is as himself, Valeris wears these tiny circular glasses. uh, Oh, my God. To let you know that right now he's Valeris and he's not undercover in one of the gang's. Mm. Uh, And uh, he meets with you, Chuck, on this bridge. Did you bring your other crew members with you? Yes, I did. Yes, let's say yes, just so that they could participate as well. And so Mm. you're all standing on this bridge, and Valerius says, Thank you for coming.
0: Oh, Valerius, you look dashing as always. You look incredible. (laughs) Yes. Very funny, Uh, Chuck. Yeah. I was hoping to actually introduce you to my new friends, yeah. Uh, please, uh, get acquainted. Uh, this is Mathilda Webb to you,
2: <laughs> and... Let me stop you. The less I knew about the th- three of you, the better. Uh This guy can just remain a mystery to me. And you, I'm already forgetting look? your name. <laughs> Are you sure these two can be trusted, Chuck?
0: Oh, with my life.
2: (laughs) Uh, He kind of gives a wary look to the giggling uh, woman uh, seated uh, somewhere on the bridge. Um, What's he seeing when he looks at Canute? I'm Imagine
1: like a 1970s fantasy illustration of a dwarf, and just <laughs> and just shave him, like, like give, um, and it's that like, and just kind of like, yeah, you can thrust us.
2: Hmm? Valeris is uh mainly uh, confused that Chuck has chosen two very small people. <laughs> it's Chuck and two people that are less than five feet tall. It sounds like. Um, yes. Look, uh, Is
0: Valerius, her? let's then cut the bullshit. Tell me, why are you here? Why did you call me? What's going on? Okay.
3: All right. I'll tell you.
2: Look, here's the job. The Bill Hooks are going to attempt a robbery of a tattoo artist on Ink Lane. Mm. A word has it that this artist has a supply of Leviathan blood. The Bill Hooks could sell this for a huge profit, make a big, big payday off of that. I want you to stop this robbery from happening.
0: Great, you want us to stop a robbery?
2: I want you to stop the crime from happening. I want you to stop the Bill Hooks from getting their hands on this Leviathan blood.
0: Why not go to the blue Bluecoats? This sounds so noble. <laughs> I,
2: I'm, not a, I'm not at leisure to tell you everything involved here. But the main thing you need to know is that when you see me, I'll be one of the billhooks that are trying to rob the tattoo artist. Oh, this is lovely. Okay, great. Chuck, during the attempted robbery that you're going to stop I need you to hurt me. You have to make it look like there's no way I could be involved in stopping this robbery from happening.
0: I kind of looked to my crew. Tell me this is crazy.
3: Hmm.
6: I don't know. I think I could hurt him pretty good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that could... um,
2: They arranged. Yes. I don't want you putting me in the trauma ward. Just make it look real. Make it look like I got caught in the line of fire or threw a punch at the wrong guy. And, you know, uh, uh, twist my arm, break a leg or something. Break a... Wow.
0: You're giving us a lot here. I mean, look at the size of you.
2: It's got to look good.
0: Uh, A performance. We're good at performances. Aren't we, Muck?
2: Hmm. Oh, yeah, and then Muck, uh, Muck, does Muck growl or bark?
5: Kind of growls.
2: Muck feels like maybe there's something wrong with him (laughs) (laughs) health-wise. I think there's, like, a bit of mange on Muck, and Muck's like...
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, Muck has your number. (laughs) Okay. You're perfect.
2: No one would imagine that I'd ever hire this crew.
0: <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you.
6: How many? Then how much? Those are my two questions.
2: How much? I can part with four coin. Four oh. Darling. Look at us. Uh, look. Uh, also, anything in the shop that's not the Leviathan blood is yours. Huh. Huh. Okay, now we're talking. Just stop the billhooks from getting their hands on the Leviathan blood, do you understand?
3: <coughs> yes.
2: <coughs> yes. These?
6: How many was my other question?
2: How many what, little girl?
6: Billhooks, of course. How many will there be?
2: I don't think many. I don't think they're sending, you know, a
1: war crew out. Did that sound like a specific number to you? Hmm. Because it did not sound like a specific number to me. No, I no.
0: There's no
6: math in that, so...
0: Play nice. Four, including me. That's my estimate. There we go. Thank you. You see? We got there in the end.
2: And you know that I'm not going to make any move against you that would be uh, permanently damaging.
0: Valeris We know <laughs> I know So don't... it's a deal then? We'll think about it We need to do our rounds first But I tell you it is very Very enticing
2: They're hitting the shop at dawn The shop is called Triss You know it It's popular mm. Same name as the proprietor Triss Got it? Yes dawn. I got it. The dawn hour. Alright. Alright. Be there. Alright, now, uh, leave me here. I gotta stay here for a while to make sure, uh, this conversation wasn't suspicious.
0: Go! Go now! <laughs> Let's leave. Kind of walking
5: towards our back to, towards our lair. As I do, I kind of look to the crew, and I'm like,
0: "He's a, uh, he's a good egg. Takes a bit of time, but I tell you what, that Leviathan blood is very tasty.
1: He must be very valuable if he wants it so badly. Mm. Maybe, um, I don't know. Uh, our performance becomes a little too realistic."
3: <laughs>
2: already planning to betray your <laughs> guy that hired you and that is where we will take a short commercial break now for a word from our sponsors we'll be back with more haunted city on the glass cannon network in just a minute welcome back chuck's crew is about to go on their first score they are a just a, a mob of ne'er do wells, rapscallions, low lives, uh, a real nasty bunch, uh, and they are about to help a spy named Valeris pull off some some chicanery. So you know the score, you know the plan, and the plan is that you must stop the Bill Hooks from robbing the tattoo artist Triss on Ink Lane, yep. and while you're doing that. Bolaris will be a member of the Bill Hooks And you must hurt him to make it look like He did not hire you To stop them We have to choose an approach For your crew Every score has an approach And the approach uh, Is one of several things Assault, deception Stealth, occult Social and transport Now, some of these Might not seem that obvious uh, As an option but if you can think of a plan that would fit in in some way for example deception or even transport then w- you know we can still pick that option some seem very obvious like assault uh so uh I'll allow you guys to talk that through uh in character or out <laughs> let's see you're in your you're in your lair which is in Char Hollow what do you think your lair is like actually it says the crew must choose from one of several uh ch- one of several uh choices, um we already have a crew with a half sunken grotto, so do you think that Chuck's crew is in an abandoned watchtower, the unassuming back rooms of a merchant's shop, a small abandoned house, a rickety tin roofed shack, or a junked rail car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm. where are you having this conversation? It's extremely important to me.
3: <laughs> I mean, well, it is. it's yeah.
2: Chuck's
4: it's Chuck's crew, so I want to hear what a boo has to say before I say what I want.
2: No, please.
5: I think actually I think the way that Chuck works is he presents the options and he allows the team to that's how he builds trust. And that's how he builds, you know, the crew. So
1: yeah. please.
4: We I all love, have a voice. <laughs> it's a democracy, damn it. I love the idea of the abandoned house. I think it's just very realistic. It's like we're squatters and, you know, maybe we run power off of some other building and we have like a hot plate, you know, and like all that kind of stuff. And we're kind of just living day to day, hoping that we don't get kicked out. But I also love the train car because I think it's funny.
5: I think the train car is hilarious.
1: I love the train car. I also, I, I think both of these are great, and they both fit with like the industrial landscape of Charahala. Totally, there would be there would be like train trestles all over the place, moving slag out of these these big industrial spaces. But then there, I can also imagine like a little house from almost a previous era that like yeah. just beat all the zoning. It was a big real estate holdout, and it's just flanked on both sides by giant warehouses and smoke belching factories.
2: Let's do the house. Let's do the house. Great, I, I love that idea too. Like there's factories and all this industrial machinery all around it, but just it, just kind of like shoved or crammed in between two large stone, you know, industrial buildings is this tiny little house with a shingled roof. It, you know the, the the shutters falling off of it. So Chuck's house, I have put in Char Hollow, and uh, now uh, you may discuss your approach: assault, assault, uh, deception. Um, wait, let me get them all: assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, or transport. What do you guys think it will be?
5: I think it should be an assault, personally.
2: Hmm.
3: Oh,
5: okay. I think the it's a uh, I don't know. It feels like... It feels almost like, like an ambush. You know, we know the place. We know the time. We know everything. and We know the people. So it is. it's almost like, okay, we are going to really kind of hammer it in.
4: So we're just you know? playing it like we are stealing the leviathan blood we heard about the deal and that's it like we're just
2: i think so oh you're playing it that is that is a quite an uh, other wrinkle you're playing it like you're stealing the leviathan blood uh and 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 while you are playing it that way you are going to stop the bill hooks is that is that correct am i i mean wait so
5: am i am i right in thinking that so the bill so who has the leviathan blood again the, the,
2: yes, the tattoo artist, Triss. The tattoo artist, Tris. Oh, and, and the
4: bill hooks are going to...
2: To steal it. To steal it, and oh. you have to stop them in some way. You're uh, supposed he- to stop them from stealing it. Valerius okay, doesn't care how you stop them, as long as you stop them and you make sure to not in any way... Indict him in the proceedings, uh, okay, new, possibly by hurting him.
4: New idea. I thought the Bill Hooks were doing a trade, so I thought that would be like the right. ambush. Mm. But it doesn't make sense if they're also stealing it because also it makes Chuck an accomplice, like to know about them. St- like that, it makes it more complicated. But yeah. what if Mathilda says, thinking,
6: <laughs> "We all get tattoos." You know? It's a tattoo shop, Chuck. We could just walk in there. Get tattoos. Wait. And then boom!
1: So we're all the unassuming customers. Waiting for the... Uh, turn in the chair. And when the bill hooks come, the customers are there too. Yeah i have them meet with an unfortunate accident, yeah?
3: Hmm. Mm.
6: Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't know. I...
0: love it. I think it's a genius idea. I think it's great. We have... simply... tattoos...
6: Wait. No, we can't. The tattoo shop's not going to be open. They said they're going at dawn. Well, the whole plan's ruined. Let's start over.
2: You can gather information a little bit if you'd like to know more about the shop. I think we should. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait.
0: Let's find out some more, shall we? Because I like your idea. It's very good, very clever, very... Sly, yet so simple. (laughs) I love it. So let's look into it.
3: Very good.
2: Who would like to gather this information?
0: I'll do a hunt. Can I do that?
2: Absolutely.
5: Mm. The hunter-gatherer.
2: Yes.
1: Chuck goes out looking for information. No agriculture for this guy. Hunting
2: Mm. and gathering only. Is the position controlled? Uh, The position is... Uh, the position is controlled. Yeah, uh, because it's to gather information, there's not even really a position in effect. It is okay. controlled.
5: Here we go. Let's see if, if my role as Chuck is as good as my
2: role as uh, Valkos. It is six, baby. Ooh-hoo. Six. Uh, you get a lot of information. Here's what you find out. Triss's tattoo shop is open all night long it would still be open at 6 in the morning sometimes sailors get in at that time um and that is when triss does uh, her business um triss caters to uh mainly to sailors and you also learn that triss gives a special tattoo only to sailors who have seen a leviathan out on the dark seas outside of duskfall Sort of a badge of honor uh, that you are one of the few to have witnessed with your own eyes a leviathan. Okay. Uh, and You also learn that Triss's uh, tattoos—you learn so much because you got a six. Triss's tattoos sometimes glow or uh, have like a, an animation aspect to them. Hmm. Um, so I
5: kind of relay this to the team then share this with the team, and I kind of looked
0: at Knut, and uh, I'm like, you know, you remind me of a sailor I once went to a, uh, let's call it a party with a sailor, and of course you are more that looking. But there's something about you, a quality about you, that looks almost sailorish. Wouldn't you say, Webb? Hmm. Mm hmm.
6: I could see
0: it. Yes.
6: Especially if. I don't know. You turned your hat around a little bit or.
0: Yes.
6: Wore a, wore a little tie around your neck. I could see it. Yes. But what
1: do
0: you think? Not uh,
1: really my forte, but, um. I have uh, worked down at the shipyard.
0: I that's that's enough. So uh, tell me, have you ever seen a leviathan?
1: I think he's he's maybe not been out on the ships. I've um seen what they throw out of the the uh, the plasmic blood and the ambergris that they bring out of the sea. Yeah?
0: Yes, you see, that's good You see, this is where the performance is It comes from truth It comes from reality So So, tell me Go, please
1: So then, you want me to go and get one of these tattoos? Yes
0: And we are simply there to support, to join, to laugh, to love I will be watching from outside And I can tell you where they are coming and Webb you can choose whether to accompany glute or accompany me it is totally up to you but I am best outside with my rifle as you know mm.
6: Chuck what do you mm. know about Triss
5: as I go to open my mouth What do I know, Jim?
2: (laughs) Uh, You just know that Tris is probably... You got a six, so I'll I'll give you this information as well. You know that Tris is probably the most uh, respected artist on Ink Lane. uh, The hardest to get an appointment with. But probably would make an exception for a sailor who has witnessed a leviathan uh, for one of her special jobs. One of her special tattoos. And so before we plan anymore, and I'm sorry, I don't want to cut cut off Mathilda. Mathilda, with that information, is there something you would like to add?
4: She's just thinking, she's good with people, and she was just thinking, like, okay, so if the plan is to be there when they do the stealing of the Leviathan blood, Triss is obviously very interested in Leviathan's Leviathan blood, she does these tattoos, she has this blood... Maybe she does the tattoos with the blood, like I don't know. But it's not gonna be easy to reverse steal the Leviathan blood. Like the first problem right. is them stealing it. The second problem is I assume Triss is gonna be very protective of this blood and have some sort of wards or like guards or something. So she kind of just Yeah, says it kind of like, ah, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
2: Mmm. I guess we will, because before any more planning occurs, I must ask us to uh, just choose. It sounds like you have chosen an approach, and that approach sounds like deception to deception. me. Does it sound like yeah. that to you? Yeah, it mm-hmm. sounds like
5: deception. Okay, I think
2: so. And then I think we've chosen a detail as well. And the detail is that you're going to pose. It looks like Canute is going to pose as a sailor and get one of those very special tattoos that mm-hmm. only Triss can do. Mm. Now, where the rest of you are at, it sounds like Chuck has an idea of where he would like to be positioned. We can wait to find that out. We can, uh, and you can certainly put yourself anywhere you'd like. Uh, but it sounds like Canute, the technical ask expert, uh, will be lying about who he is.
1: Yes, this uh, is the this is
2: very much my weakness. But here oh, we go. No. <laughs> it's not too late. To change the plan if you'd like, or we can kind of see what happens with this. I think it's I think definitely Canute is uh more believable maybe than Mathilda mm-hmm. as a Leviathan hunter sailor. Or or is he? I mean, uh, there's a lot in acting, right?
3: Right.
4: I mean I could also Mathilda, not that we're planning ahead, but Mathilda could go with you and like aid in some way. Like right. you Be know, she can kind of speak for you and you're just dressed
2: exactly, like a exactly. sailor. Yeah. Um an option also. <laughs> Very good. I mean maybe this that's the
4: way friend. it's
3: gonna go.
2: So I get I get the I get the approach and I get the detail. Let's do the engagement roll. Okay? Oh. Uh, before we do the engagement roll though, item loadouts. Are you going mm. heavy, moderate, or light with this? Mm. Each of you can choose differently. If you go heavy, people can tell you're obviously armed with a a bunch of gear. If you go moderate, if you're searched, they'll immediately find your gear. If they see you really up close or do any kind of inspection, they'll see that you're armed with gear for a job. If you go light, no one will be the wiser. Everything fits in your pocket or in your jacket. So um, it's very uh, hidden that you are part of a job. So once again, not not trying
1: to walk out of the plan, just laying out mechanical facts that so much of the so much of the deal of a of this kind of like expertise is craftiness and gear and this position will probably be de-geared to sell the performance um but maybe
4: not maybe not we could change the plan
1: yeah i mean
5: what we could potentially do is i could try and go in and talk as the hunter mm-hmm. of the leviathan um and essentially do that while you set up, yeah, you know, the trap, in right. a way. Right, right,
1: right.
5: Um, you know, we could switch roles in that in that regard.
4: I mean, yeah, you don't technically, like, have to be a sailor either. Like, you could just go in and say, like, you hunt Leviathan, and yeah. you know Triss's business, so, you know, does she have any interest in, like, cutting a deal for your next mm. hunt? You know, like, it could be mm. just a lie, a straight-up lie.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: okay is that is that the plan is that
4: yeah i think either way
1: it's going to be a deception
2: it's a deception yeah the detail is that someone is posing as a leviathan hunter right you know what let's just go
1: for it let's go first idea best idea
2: here we go go (laughs) let's go. canute is posing canute is posing as a leviathan hunter is that right yes okay so uh, here we go Is this operation particularly... Well, first of all, you start with one die for your engagement roll. Is the (laughs) operation particularly bold or daring? Yeah. uh, Because you went deception, which is sort of unexpected for a crew of Bravos, I think it is. Um, Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? I'm going to say yes, because you found out a very specific thing about this tattoo shop, Mm. and then you're, you're exploiting that Idea As part of your job I'm adding a die for that Uh, Can any of your friends or contacts Provide aid or insight? No, in fact your contact is asking you To fulfill extra duties for him So I'm not going to give you that Uh, Are there any other elements you want to consider? Are they lower tier? No, no, okay Now I take away dice um, If I think that there are problems You haven't considered And um, I'm going to take away one die And here's why you guys are planning on d- double-jobbing this. You're planning on doing the score at hand and also getting your hands on the Leviathan blood. Is that correct? Who knows, Jim? <laughs> Who knows what might happen, huh? The opportunity itself. <laughs> okay. so- we
4: might change our minds if we stuff gets exactly too sticky. if gets
2: crazy as shit. Okay, you know what? I think that you... Uh, thinking about... It, I think you've got a pretty good start of a plan here. It at least sounds entertaining to me. So I'm going to allow you to keep all three die in your engagement pool, and I'm going to roll right now. You understand if you roll the highest one to three, you're in a weak position. If uh, If you roll four or five, you're in a risky position at the beginning of this score. And if you roll a six or more, well, you can't roll more, then you're in a controlled position. Okay. I rolled two fives and a six.
3: Oh, You're in yeah. control wow. position
2: at the start Great. of the score, and so I'm going to go ahead and place Canute in the chair. Great! <laughs> wow. We are going to skip over Canute having to like lie his way into getting Triss to believe he is a sailor. Now he may have to lie later, but already he's gotten into the chair. Where? Uh, let me give you a little bit of the lay of the land. There are two real sailors also in the shop. And it looks like they've been drinking all night. And they're sitting waiting for their turn. And they're singing. That's how drunk they are. They're like, oh, I knew a lass in White Hollow. She had bloomers. It-. They're just drunkenly singing with each other. And uh Triss is kind of like uh getting her materials together. Triss is bald, uh, so that she can fit more tattoos on herself. She had tattoos going all the way up uh, her scalp, uh, down her arms and shoulders, which are also exposed. Triss wears pants, but then like very little other clothes so she can expose all of her incredible work that she's maybe done on herself or had a very good artist do. And, it, and it's all abstract and it all fits into a beautiful like tessellated design. Uh, and she is getting her equipment ready to tattoo Canute. Where? Oh, and one more thing. Ink Lane ends at an old rotting dock that is uh, starting to collapse into the water. And Triss's shop is at the very end of Ink Lane, kind of hanging out over the water a little bit, uh, connected to and sort of above this rotting dock. Great to know. So, knowing all of that, where is Mathilda?
4: Um, I think Mathilda is going in moderately, uh, armed.
2: Thank you. Yes. Okay. The moderate load.
4: Moderate load. And she's in the shop. Uh, she went in with Knut and I think she is kind of just playing the role of a knight of revelry and has her short dress, like hiked up and tucked into the waistband and like acts like she's so excited that her friend, the sailor, is back and is like getting this tattoo and she just kinda you know, came in through the doors with him and was like, Oh, you'll never believe it and she's just like, Oh, gushing and every time the sailors, you know, sing or talk, she's like clapping, like kind of just
2: <laughs> playing dumb. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, you know, she's acting a little bit as Canute's uh, lady in this port of call, you know, or his uh, his companion for the night, perhaps. I don't know. But she's definitely a part of the revelry. And uh, I think that maybe that's why Canute's already in the chair, because mm. Mathilda has really sold their performance. Where is Chuck?
5: I am positioned in either, uh, you know, if, if, I can, if she's in the dock, is there any sort of uh window or hole, or like you know anything that I can see the see the the tattoo place in and see the road that maybe they're coming in, you know where people come in and out from. You know I'm yeah. I'm, I'm trying to keep myself up high essentially.
2: There are other shops along this lane. Um, mm. They are all there are many tattoo shops, and then there are uh, shuttered now, but uh, sort of places where. Uh, they open uh, the sort of stall on the side of the, the uh, storefront and they mm. sell food out of that. Uh, this is like kind of a, a, a walking street, right? It's very uh, th- yeah. very narrow. Um, it, really, the buildings are clustered in tightly on both sides. But then right before you just go off into the water, there stands Triss. That's the mm. name of the shop and the name of the artist. It just says Triss in big kind of like artistically you know, uh, written letters out on the front. Um, so uh, that's a long way of saying yes, you could definitely perch on one of these roofs. Is that what you'd like to do? Yeah, I've got it.
5: I'm, I'm, I'm perched there with um, with and and Muck is kind of right next like, you know, sort of, I can see Muck you know, because I've got the ghost sort of link with Muck. I can, you know, communicate with Muck and Muck sort of just looking like a little stray every now and then and sort of dilly-dallying, and I'm sort of smoking a cigarette, kind of keeping my eyes... Like, I've got eyes above, but Muck has got eyes below, and that's the kind
2: of way that we're kind of going around. So, Chuck, is Muck up there on the roof with you, or is Muck down? No, no, Muck Muck's down. Yeah, acting as a stray. Okay, Okay, I understand. Uh, And, Chuck, I will tell you that, because of your controlled position, that uh, you can see through the front door of the shop... And you can also see into one window of the shop, and right now you can see Knut sitting in the chair through that window. I can see and it with my
5: spyglass.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, check that off of your uh, your uh, inventory. Wait, what is your load? Normal. Normal. Okay, uh, and what is Knut's load? To sell the deception, it is light. Okay, very good. Okay. So uh, you can see Canute through the window, and you can actually see the sailors sitting and waiting their turn through the open door. The door is just open to customers uh, at this time of night. It's always night in Duskfall. And uh, let's start with uh, Triss turning around and going, Okay, sailor, what'll it be?
1: Based upon what I've seen, and he's like got a—he's rolling up one sleeve. He's got two almost like suspenders pouched up, both of them. <laughs> he's rolling up one sleeve. What I've seen, I think I'm owed the mark of the uh, uh the beast of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: fuck! <laughs> You're sure.
1: Oh, I'm sure
2: Because once I put it on you It won't come off
1: I understand uh, That um, When one undertakes anything One must
2: weigh the consequences <laughs> 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 hey, Don't and worry she points at your forehead and she goes The mark's already in here anyway Isn't it That's right She gets her needles ready.
1: And I am watching everything. I want to see where this, because I have a feeling that this, am I about to see the blood itself?
2: And then she says, one moment, and she walks into the back.
1: Like craning, looking back
2: there. Would you say that you're trying to find out what she's doing? Yes.
4: Yeah, Mathilda is too, yes.
2: Mm -hmm. Ah, okay, then what action are you using to do that?
4: Prowl? Mathilda can, I guess, use prowl. Maybe you are in the chair, but, like, can Mathilda, I guess, just, like, kind of walk by the corner she walked around?
2: and
1: Yeah, maybe that's the move. I think it's, it's like, maybe instead of me looking, it's me making very meaningful eye contact with Mathilda, like,
2: mm. mm-hmm. Okay, Mathilda, um, the uh, risk here is that you'll be caught, right? Yeah. And- uh, Right. Uh, Do do we think that's the risk? Are you are you kind of not going all the way back? Are you going all the way back into the back room and sneaking that way? Or are you staying outside?
4: I think she's going to walk into I don't know what the layout is, but unless it's like opening a locked door, I think she is walking into the back to see what it is. And in my mind, her excuse is just like I was looking for the bathroom, like anything that she could use that excuse for. So I don't want to walk into a room that's closed. But. I feel like oh.
2: Duskfall, especially down on the docks, has disgusting privies uh, and uh. not uh, full bathrooms. I, that's not me correcting you and saying you can't do that. No, that's valid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, and you know, who knows? Maybe Tris just shits off the dock. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. Regardless, that we'll, we'll deal with that when we come to it. So I want you to know that the risk here is that you could be caught and that would be bad. Um uh because uh, who knows what how Triss would react let me have that prowl roll risky and it will be for standard effect you will find out some information about what she's doing back there and
5: i just want to i just want to say you can resist the effects remember right. we get plus one die as well because of our cruel experiences of being forged in fire
1: that's right. Anything that's
2: that happens, a very you can good resist. point. So you know, resistance isn't just when someone's stabbing you. You can resist when someone catches you doing something wrong, or uh, you know, anything can be resisted. So uh, here we go. How okay. many? Uh, what what action are you using? Prowl, right?
4: Prowl. And um, how many?
2: How many dots do you have in Prowl?
4: Just one.
2: Okay. I wonder
4: uh, if I should push myself, but then I'm worried I'll already be stressed up before the fight. I'm just going to roll it. I'm just going to roll it and see what happens.
2: Yeah, you could push yourself. You could take too stress <laughs> to get an extra die. I don't have any devil's bargain here for you. So uh, you're, you're going to go with a straight up roll. Wait a tick. Mm. <laughs>
6: well, here we go.
2: Chuck is a big metagamer. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: meta ga- <laughs> meta I'm just saying, you told me I could see through a window, right? Yeah. Can I see what's on inside with my spyglass?
2: You can't see into the back room, my oh, friend. Shit. But you okay, can, never you mind. can definitely see Canute in the chair, and you can okay, see the cool, sailors cool, waiting. Cool, cool,
4: cool. I'll just do it. I mean, whatever. This is
2: risk and reward. Yeah. What what could possibly go wrong? Okay. Hit it. Let me have that prowl roll. Here's that prowl roll coming in. Hot. Oh.
4: Risky. Submit. Standard. Submit. Oh my, bonus dice, zero. There's a lot of inputs in roll 20, huh? There
2: is, yeah. <laughs> it wants to know everything. Oh my days. Oh fuck my
4: days, me oh my days. sideways. Oh, my oh dear. Okay, that's a
2: one. So oh my that's days. a failure. Oh my days. So um, you go back no. there trying to look around and you're in some sort of like stock room kind of area where there are a lot of high shelves and things on the shelves. Uh, and you see maybe a little desk uh, where she does her numbers and you can't, where is she? Where is she? And then suddenly a hand grabs your (laughs) wrist and uh, she looks into your eyes and she's kind of scary. I mean, she even has tattoos like on her face and she's like, looking for something?
6: Uh, yeah, I was just looking for you. Um, I think-
2: Customers aren't allowed back here.
6: Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I was just gonna say, I think that Sailors are going to be sick in your shop.
2: That's why you're back here?
6: For a bucket, or I don't know, if you want to kick them out, I guess. it's your Is that shop. why
2: you came back here?
6: Well, I was looking for you, and I found you.
2: What action are you going to use to make her believe you? Sway. <laughs> okay, very good. Now we're moving <laughs> to really something we have a lot of dots in. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Would you like to push yourself?
4: Uh, no, I think three dots. It's my best. I'm just going
2: to roll it. Uh, devil's Bargain. You can mm-hmm. have... Oh, three dots you already have. I'll give you a Devil's Bargain, which is if you succeed here, you will succeed to the point where she's going to be angry with the sailors and maybe even kick them out.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about them.
2: Do you want to take that die? Yes, I do. Okay, very good.
4: All right, so is it risky or...
2: Yeah, this is risky, and it will be for uh, standard effect, but I said the Devil's Bargain is it'll actually be for great effect. She'll 1,000% believe you and kick the sailors out.
4: Okay, (sighs) and then my bonus die is just one from the Devil's Bargain. That's right. Okay, here we go. Come on, on. Wait, hold on, hold on.
5: What? Hold on, wait. Before you do... There's a reason this is called Devil's Bargain instead of Angel's Bargain, because that sounded like a very
2: much like an Angel's Bargain right there. Why is it Devil's Bargain? What happens if she fails? Why is it a Devil's Bargain? Um, I'm not going to tell you right now. <laughs> oh, man. That's right.
4: right. Oh boy. Okay, well, I already. I don't know why, so I'm not going to metagame, but. All right, submit.
2: All right, so 4455. Five. So. Uh, success with a consequence. Um, so according to our devil's bargain, uh, she is going to go and talk to them and kick them out if they are about to get sick in her shop. But there is a consequence for you. And I think that consequence is going to be a four-segment clock called <sighs> Triss Knows What's Up.
4: Oh, no. And oh, that shit.
2: And that <laughs> clock is going to go ahead and lose... One, one, one segment. Um, okay, and uh, and that's the that's the consequence. But she does go according to the devil's bargain and goes to um goes to kick them out, and uh, they're very drunk and they're like, "What? We're not sick. We're fine." Who told you that? Oh, fuck you. And uh, Chris is like, she did. She says, you're about to get sick in my shop, and I don't want it. I've got uh, chemicals in here. Everything's got to be just so. And they're like, she told you what? And now they're both looking at Mathilda. We're fine. We're fine. We're (laughs) completely fine. We can't get... We're here for our badge of honor. We're here for... We're here to prove we saw it. I saw
0: it. Do you understand? I saw one. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and um, they seem to be quite angry with you, um, and they narrow their eyes at Mathilda, uh, and they're like, you little tramp! You're keeping me from getting my badge of honor!
4: If, I'll remember you! If Triss isn't looking at Mathilda, and they are, Mathilda winks and then flashes her ass with her skirt at them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ah! Uh, and then they walk out uh, looking just completely furious with Mathilda alright uh, so let me just write my, my clock Trish question, question. Yeah.
4: I fucked that all up and took a big risk but when she when Trish went to the front to go yell at the sailors was there any chance I saw anything back there you said a desk I assume I would have looked around a little bit more
2: Well, you failed, so you did not learn anything. Um, Interesting. uh, And that is when uh, 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 Triss goes back into the back. Uh, But while she's doing that, um, I want to know how Chuck is surveying, like, what action are you using? I'm sorry, I am named an action. Uh, You can use any action you want, but how are you kind of keeping watch? I think I'm
5: just looking for anything suspicious. So from above, I'm seeing if anyone isn't shopping or anyone isn't mingling or interacting. And then below with Muck, I think Muck is kind of sniffing for, uh, for Valeris essentially, and trying to see if Valeris is in the area. Because if Valeris is in the area, then everyone else is in the area. So that's kind of the you know the, the sort of link that I'm 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 having. But you know. Muck's, Muck's got the good nose, I've got the good eyes.
2: Would you like to use Muck's nose or your eyes or what like action to use, would you like, like to I'd like to use?
5: use Muck's nose. I think my it's it's quite hard to see you right now. You have that now, mind link uh, with Muck yeah, uh, through yeah. your
2: special ability, so that would work yeah. perfectly. What action do you think you're using there?
5: I think if it's Muck, it's going to be hunt.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Sniffing. What's your hunt score? 2. Because you you're using Muck's nose and your special ability, go ahead and take 3. Oh, wait! And it's Thanks, going to be mate. controlled for standard effect.
3: Okay, controlled
2: standard
5: effect. It's one day,
2: five, five, four. Um, you start to notice that uh, there are people out on the street, uh, and they are making way for a group of four uh, men and women uh, who uh, you can immediately tell. Uh, our they are. Um, they look like they are in heavy ge- heavy load. Cool. Like they're carrying like cleavers and hooks, uh, and uh, okay. they also one is wearing like a big top hat with like a feather in it, uh, and there's a woman who has long braid that goes all the way down her back. And uh, she's got a couple knives on her person that she's not making any real effort to hide. And people are moving out of their way as they come through, uh, but they're not—they're not just like heading straight for Tris with no, like you know, immediately like a straight shot. They're kind of like talking to people on the street, moving around, like taking the lay of the land, chatting with people. And because you rolled a five, five, four, that means there's a consequence. Mm they start chatting with the two sailors that just came out of the shop, who are so, still, who are still uh, yelling and complaining uh, and uh, drunkenly, uh, you know, just griping.
5: Can I then, I don't know if this counts as a flashback or anything. I think it is a flashback. I've told the crew that when you hear the howl of muck, shit's about to go down.
3: Excellent. And so
5: I'm going to you know link to 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 muck and be like unleash that beautiful howl of yours
2: um very good that's a one stress flashback i just want to uh imagine chuck in the little house training muck to do his uh to do his special howl his <laughs> alarm howl uh and um uh you uh you and you've already instructed your crew that when that happens here comes uh the bill hooks uh, among them by the way is Valeris you see him there and Valeris is also carrying he Valeris is carrying a big hook and you see he's kind of acting like this like he's acting very differently and his body language is very different and he's kind of shaking his hook uh, and uh that's when Chuck goes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's impossible not to hear that inside Triss's shop. Triss has gone into the back again. You are you two, Canute and uh and Mathilda, you're alone when you hear the howl. What do you do?
4: Mm, Mathilda looks at Canute.
1: <laughs> right, time for action. <laughs> Stick to the plan. <laughs>
2: stick to the plan that we've definitely already gone through in specifics. Look, you can always choose to say, I wait or I do nothing. Um, you do not. You say well, you can go. Well, I, obviously, this is Chuck's turn to act or something like that. Uh, I just want to let you know you have that option, even though I've turned the camera on you for a moment. Um, mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Mathilda nods at Canute, like stick to the plan. And she reaches into her pouch um, one of her like small pockets under her frilly dress that she's wearing and she pulls out a small bag of like a, a chalky powder and she puts her hand in the bag and pinches some of the powder and just holds it.
2: Is that part of your inventory? Yes, it is. Oh, should I know what it is now or do, would you rather surprise me?
4: I'll surprise you if I use it. She's Great. like readying a possible action depending on what happens first, but
2: understood uh Knute, anything you want to do to prepare um yeah absolutely um
1: one of the uh pouches kind of flips open as um uh tris is in the back and just a small object goes into his big wide palm and he just kind of sits back in the chair and and gets ready
2: Tris comes back out and goes, "All right, sailor, let's get started." And you can see that um, there is a tiny jar, uh, and it's glowing bright blue, uh, like it's it's luminescent. And uh, she is connecting it to her gun. Um, uh, and that is when uh, Chuck, you, and Muck see that it's the bill hooks. The bill hooks are uh, <laughs> now moving toward the tattoo shop. With the two sailors in tow, that okay. equals six people are so, moving toward the tattoo shop.
5: Here's a question. Yes. the What does electroplasmic ammunition do? That's only to hit ghosts, right?
2: Well, it would help you hurt ghosts or, uh, you know, um, beings from, you know, a uh, supernatural realm... But who knows what it would do if you hit a normal human with it? We can kind of find out if you'd like.
5: Because I think what I'm what I'm going to do is, is, if they begin, if if they begin walking in, all of them walking in, I'm going to start walking down the stairs and draw my draw two fine pair of pistols and put electroplasmic uh, ammunition in them. And kind of go from go to go from behind, essentially, and 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 kind of ambush them from behind, keeping them trapped within Triss's, uh building.
2: Well, now um, then, I want you to tell me. I'm going to describe what they're doing, and I want you to tell me the exact moment when you are behind them with your mm-hmm. guns drawn. But in order for you to do that, it's going to take an action, I think, because you are okay. essentially sneaking up behind somebody. Yep. So figure out what that action is and tell me when you make your move. So. Uh, they move down along the street uh, they kind of look uh, both w- they're right in front of the shop now they look both ways bo- down the alleys you know kind of behind the shop uh, to make sure that there are there's uh, no nobody to interfere uh, and then one of them lifts a brick and tosses it through the shop window the shop window shatters Tris is like what the uh, do they say fucking duskfall what the what the flames of uh whatever uh, <laughs> <Chris> <laughs> use a, uses a dusk expletive uh and uh jumps back as a brick goes through the window and now they are um uh, moving uh into the doorway but they must move into the doorway single file it's not big enough for six people to move in too, you know too strong in a row so uh, they are moving in. The one with the the top hat, the man with the top hat and that and the cleaver and the feather on his hat is moving in first. And now they are all moving in. The sailors are coming up last. Um, and from, yep,
5: that's when I kind of come in behind. Like trap them in.
2: Yeah, give me and your prowl. Give me your prowl roll. And
5: what's the position? Would it be controlled? It's,
2: It's going to be... No, I think it's... uh, I think that this is a a little harder than just staying up in your perch. Okay. Risky. uh, Risky for standard effect, which means you'll have the jump on them. Okay. Five. A five. Success with a consequence. Here's the consequence. You waited a little too late, and they're uh, all in the shop except for one of the sailors. Uh, okay. Do you want to let him know you're there? Because they were completely unaware of you. Uh,
5: no. What I will do is I will kind of lean to the sail and be like,
0: I'd stay out if I were you. And then walk in.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, are you trying to scare him into, into staying out? Pretty much. What action are you using? Oh, God. <laughs> Shit. Um. If you fail, he's gonna fight you right now. Can I
5: use my Can I use Muck to like growl and intimidate?
2: Does yes, Muck have a may. character sheet? Uh, Muck works through you, so okay. You know, just like I let you earlier use one of your actions, but I gave you a little bonus with Muck. Mm. Uh, I'm not always gonna give you a bonus. Uh, that was sort guess... of an outside of the rules thing I did.
5: Oh man! All right. I, I, the thing is, is I don't have anything in command. Can console I,
1: sway here's, a, here's an idea may i assist and can this assist roll I'll, I'll take one stress i think um but can can i have rigged up your pistols to be more than average intimidating <laughs> so, <laughs> does this make sense they just so rather than like it's just like guns coming out like it's just something is like swiveling into place like there's like, um, there's some weird, like, almost like piston thing. Like, like oh, my oh, my God, God again, yeah. Like,
2: you're just okay. hearing
1: all this, like, John Wickian cacophony off these guns. As they <laughs> because of work that I've like done for That actually sounds like a
2: flashback, them. Canute. Um, and this time I would like, an action during the flashback. So uh, do you think that okay. maybe we'd flashback to you working on the guns, man. If th- if this
1: is going to cost a whole flashback, I'd like maybe a little bit more than for them to be inter- just intimidating. Could th- if they could if they could be improved in some way even more? Um, let's see how your role goes. Let's do it. I'll tinker on those guns.
2: But listen, your flashback will give you some benefit no matter what. You're paying stress, so I'm not going to give mm-hmm. you uh, a useless flashback. Great. But so they'll be intimidating, right, with your uh-huh. flashback if you take the stress. But if you do really well in this role. Maybe they'll do other things. Super. Okay. So you're working on the gun.
3: six,
1: baby! six? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just like, um, uh, just see, like, coils of of pipes and girders smoke and steam in a back, in, in, like, a shop, uh, floor of one of these, uh, factories where, um, uh, where Canute pays off, like, a foreman to, to, like, to occupy, like, a little table and, like, sparks flying and, like, f- the smell of oil as, like, a dowel runs up through this uh, pistol and then, like, also a round
2: of ammunition is being, like, injected with something. <laughs> like y- Yes. So what this gun does, these guns do, we don't quite know yet. Um, you guys can pitch things to me at important points. I think either Chuck or... Canute can pit, you know, kind of... I'd love Canute sing. to just tell yeah. me, like, because so, yeah, I have no so idea.
1: <laughs> you mentioned the Um Yeah, so let's say that they don't They don't just, like, click, click, click. When you, like, pull those hammers back, there's, like, spark craft in them. So you hear not just, like, the sound of a hammer ratcheting back, but, like, a... And, like, a smell of burning ozone as these two pistols, like, kind of come to life <laughs> in your hands. Um, and they will be shooting some, like electroplasmified ammunition, like in the way you put like depleted uranium in a round of Holy lead. Shit. There's like depleted electroplasm in the in the bullet.
2: Very good. Um, so I will just say, please take two stress for that. You got uh, it because you've given yourself quite a benefit. And then uh, I will say that that sailor, uh, when he sees those things, immediately goes,
3: ah,
2: ah, "All right, okay." And then he does vomit a little bit and stumbles (laughs) off away from the shop.
4: I knew he was sick. (laughs)
2: Uh, Inside the shop, Mathilda and Canute. Suddenly, five people have entered. You recognize one of the sailors. Um, There's a man with top hat that I mentioned. There's a woman with a long braid. There's Valeris. Um, There's another guy uh, who, I mean... He is, uh, he's really tall. Like, you guys are under five feet, and this guy's probably like six foot nine, something like that. Uh, and he's carrying like a machete, uh, and his clothes, he's trying to wear like, um, you know, Victorian clothes with like, uh, bow ties and like a jacket and stuff, but everything is definitely too small and has kind of been like poorly stitched together to fit him. And he's holding like a big machete. And then there's the sailor I mentioned earlier Who's in full, I think, 19th century Sailor garb, where there's even like a little ribbon Coming off the side of the hat uh, But he looks like uh, Someone who's been uh, driven hard And uh, put away wet uh, Which he probably was out on the seas Outside of Duskfall uh, And uh, uh, immediately the tall guy Smashes a mirror In here with his machete And Tris is sitting there Holding the ink and the gun And she goes Good evening. Can I help you all? And the guy with the hat goes, "The blood. Let's see it now." Or we're going to do some redecorating. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, blood? Trash the place. And uh the bill hooks start just knocking over the other chairs ripping down uh artwork uh and uh they are just trashing the entire shop uh breaking all the windows what do you do
4: I think
1: if their attention's not on us
4: yeah I like them,
1: <laughs> i will let them find this blood the, the yeah. blood cash and just be like no quarrel with you gentlemen
2: which just there uh, in the chair, you notice that Valeris is going like "yeah" and like just smashing a uh, a chair to bits. Like he's like completely in like the midst of like berserker rage. Um, and you also notice that like um, the, the tall guy and the guy in the top hat uh, and even Valeris are taking out these little vials and going uh, and uh, pocketing them before they continue to trash things. Uh, and uh, would anybody like to do anything or would you like to see the scene play out some more?
4: I'm curious about the sailor who hates me. Um, what's he doing? Is he trashing the place too?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, you kick me out, I'll show you, I'm going to kick you out of your own shop. <laughs> uh, and uh, he actually walks over and looks like he's going to try to do bodily harm to Triss.
1: Oh, okay, I um, when he goes to do that, um, as he lunges at, because she's close to me with the, yes. with the gun, yeah, um, I will try to stealthily push that vial that I had in my hand into his thigh, uh, and this vial in my loadout is full of standstill poison.
2: Ah. <laughs> Okay, I think that this is a risky action. And are you trying to do this surreptitiously. very surreptitiously? Okay, I love it. Um, so that makes it a little trickier, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, be- because I think that if people see that you're armed and using these kinds of things, all of their attention is going to be on you, Knut, And you don't want that. Right. Uh, c- uh, so, Canute, uh, uh, what action are you going to use to do this? Finesse. Finesse. Okay, and I'm going to say that this is... Is this desperate? I think it's desperate because you don't want the Ooh. whole gang to suddenly know that you are this opposing agent. Right. It's someone carrying standstill poison and, like, quietly trying to inoculate one of their members with it. It stands out like a, a, a definite enemy agent. So That's I'm going right. to say it's desperate, and I think you're going to get great effect, though. I think that if you do this, you right. will not only have made this guy stand still, but no one will know that you did that.
1: Okay. Here we
2: go, baby. Ooh, five. Ooh. Success with a consequence. <clears throat> okay, so here is the uh, effect and the consequence. He immediately goes rigidly, stock still, uh, and it looks like it, the way his, his leg was forward and the way his like feet were positioned, when he's paralyzed, he can't quite keep his feet, right? Mm-hmm. So before he's able to grab her, he just falls to the ground, and it looks kind of like he passed out. Here's the problem. He knocked the the little uh, tube out of your hand, and it hit the ground, and it rolled along the ground, and the clock that Tris knows what's up goes up one tick.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: I think... When that happens, like, when Canute makes his move, Mathilda also makes her move because she's not sure what the plan is. Like, you know, is he jumping in? So I think she also goes for Triss to try to protect her in that same, like, second that everything's happening. And she pulls Triss to turn her around, and she opens her hand and goes... (gasps) and blows a powder into Triss's face. (laughs) And she grabs her by the cheeks on either side and she says, I think we have to kill them. (laughs) Referring to everyone breaking stuff.
2: I love that she's going to do that, but let's see if she's able to do that, said the uh, really obnoxious game master. (laughs) (laughs) Let me kill your fun by forcing you to roll. Um, What action is she using to kind of grab her and pull off this...
4: Well, I was going to say sway to be, like, convincing, but I might just use my special action if it needs to be, like, prowl or finesse to make it not noticed, if that's, like, the concern.
2: It's up Um, to you. Um, You know what? That's a good point. If you don't use one of those things, it probably will be noticed.
4: It'll look weird.
2: Yeah, it'll look like something's up.
4: Um... Okay. What if I make it less obvious? Like, what if I just go to protect Triss, like a scared shop member, um, and I just stuff the powder in her face and whisper in her ear as I go to protect her from the guy, seemingly going to attack
2: her. And you're gonna you uh, you're making the argument that you'd like to use sway
4: sway to make it just look like I'm you know scared. I'm just like oh, I don't know what's going on.
3: Just I like it. Show. If you
2: use Sway, I think you're, you're using a talking approach. So you're not really, you know, uh, you're, you're kind of getting her to listen to you. And then once she's really focused on you, you're delivering the dust, right? And what is this dust exactly?
4: So I have it in my items and it's trance powder. So okay. the victim of this powder is not fully unconscious, but they retreat into a calm, suggestible mental state similar to hypnotism. So she's suggesting,
6: whispering in her ear, that these people are dangerous. We have to protect the shop.
2: Great. Um, you, uh, you, you. Let me have your action roll. You can use sway. I'll allow okay. it. I think that this is going to be. I think this is going to be risky. Okay. For. You know what? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it limited effect. Either you can get her trust. Uh, or you can keep it secret that you blew the powder. You need to choose one. Okay. Do you want her trust, or do you want to not show that you blew the powder? It's it's different because if you have her trust, she will do what you say, but everybody will know you used the powder. If you make it uh, if you make it surreptitious, where no one saw you use the powder, she's just going to be like catatonic.
4: <sighs> Fuck. Neither of those things are very helpful. Um.
2: I know, and sometimes I let people do double, and sometimes you know do two things on a roll, and sometimes I only allow one. How about if I make this uh, this um, this deal with you? Let's let's call it a devil's bargain. You can do both, uh, but you uh, you're gonna take a little bit of the trans powder too. You're gonna it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna blow in your face as well.
4: Do I hypnotize myself?
2: Well, we'd find out after you take the dose. You know what? Oh
4: I'll take God. this devil's bargain. Oh like <laughs> it.
2: Okay. Um, so uh, go ahead and give me that sway. You can. Uh, you're not getting an extra die from this devil's bargain. You're just getting more effect. You're getting okay. a standard. effect. Oh man.
0: Let's see.
5: Oh six. That was a success. <laughs> nice. A six.
2: A full success. So I think what happens is you get in really close with her before you release the trance powder, uh, and. Too close. Um, and uh, when you do that uh, a little bit gets in your face right? So you're both like a little tranced out now and you deliver your message like you've got to follow me you know we need to stop these people and what you see is because you got a six you did it all with talking and you haven't touched her right? You did it all with talking and you're glad that you didn't touch her because you see that her tattoos crackle a little bit and that electrostatic shock sort of seems to flow down them after she listens to you and knows that she has to stop these folks. Uh, she okay. has a defense of her own that might be useful to you, Slide.
4: Amazing. And yeah. she looks up, when after Mathilda does that, she looks up, wiping her nose from the powder, and uh, she looks at Canute and kind of just does the head nod.
2: Oh, but I forgot to give you your level one harm, Tranced. <sighs> entranced and what does a level one harm mean uh just to review for everybody out there in nationland a level one harm means you get less effect uh if the role has something to do if your tranced state would somehow mess with uh the role you would get less effect okay um uh, yes you got it entranced okay uh perfect so that's done uh, and now uh, the bill hooks uh, have uh, mostly finished up trashing the shop. Why don't we find out what's happening with Chuck? Oh, no, you've walked in, right, Chuck? Yep. You're mm-hmm. watching this. Um, Canute, you're yeah. in a position to act as well. So, yes, Are we you kind did. of just acted. So, uh, mm-hmm. Chuck, what do you do?
5: So I kind of, um, as soon as they kind of
0: stop moving around, I kind of just give a little... <coughs> Good evening, ladies and uh, gentlemen. They
2: all the turn guns. to face you.
0: Yes. Um. What you're doing is, uh, and I just pull the gun. I just fire <laughs> at the guy with the top hat. Just bang.
2: Just <laughs> see what the gun does first.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that is a great place to stop for today.
3: <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: Zoom down the barrel of the gun yeah. and go to black. To re- I love that Abu was like, ah, uh, you know what, I just want to find out what the gun does. I was I'm like, I'm like, I
1: can't be bothered to talk.
2: <laughs> I might be the first person
1: to say this in Dust Bowl, but fuck it. Fuck it.
4: <laughs> I just made up a new curse. It's called Fuck It.
2: Uh, Naish, that's right. You're going to get two episodes of Chuck's crew uh, as a little bit of an uh, intermission from our crew, the Remnant. And we will be back next week with the conclusion of this score. And if there's time, we'll do a little downtime with Chuck's crew to find out what they get up to when they indulge their vices. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Ross Bryant, Abu Salim, and Sidney Emanuel for being here. I can't wait to see more of these freaks. Until next time, Nate, we'll see you later.
3: you. Bye. Bye, everybody.